They are going apoplectic over some common sense statements. That's my take on what Stephen Harper has started with his comments last week on guns in Saskatchewan. It's now reaching to the cities and people in this country are losing their minds. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian Lilly. It's an ongoing story, one I've talked about before, one I am sure I'll talk about again. It's Stephen Harper's common sense comments. When he was speaking before the uh, the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities, and he was asked about gun control in this country, here's what he said. It's a tool that many people uh, use in their lives, obviously in their livelihoods. Um, my, my wife's from a rural area. Uh, right. Gun ownership wasn't just for the farm. It was also for a certain level of security when you're ways away from, from police, uh, uh, immediate police assistance. Now, what's controversial about that? What on earth could be controversial about saying that it's a tool that people use? And yes, it provides some level of security when the police are far away. Well, according to some... The Prime Minister is now advocating vigilante justice. That's the view of people like uh, Wayne Easter from the Liberal Party. That's the view of Tom Mulcair of the New Democrats, who said he was astonished that Stephen Harper said this. It's also the view of Ontario's attorney or former Attorney General Michael Bryant. Here's what he said to the Ottawa Citizen. By the way, keep in mind as I read this to you, Michael Bryant, former Liberal Attorney General in Ontario, now with the Coalition for Gun Control. He said, He's just wrong under criminal law, under constitutional law, and it's just incredibly reckless of him to do that, Bryant said. People assume that the Prime Minister does not counsel criminal activity, but that's exactly what he's doing here, and I would imagine that the police are pretty upset about it. Criminal counsel, uh, counseling criminal activity, is that not a crime in and of itself? So he's accusing the Prime Minister of breaking the law, says the man that ran over a bike courier. Michael Bryant is a, a known person. He has a known agenda on the issue of gun control. At least the citizen put that in the story. But that they would go to him as some kind of legal expert is mind-boggling. They can put him down as an advocate, an anti-gun advocate, but to claim that he is still a legal expert when he campaigns on a specific issue is ridiculous. I, I would say the same thing if they just said primarily he's a legal expert. When I interview Solomon Friedman, I've, I introduce him as a, as a lawyer and a firearms expert, a firearms law expert. He's an advocate on that issue. That's the most important part about Solomon, not that he's a lawyer. Lawyers are dime a dozen. Michael Bryant, by the way, I believe is a lawyer. Dime a dozen. Anyway, the comments continue to come in from across the country. In Quebec, the premiers weighed in, the liberal house leader, the CAC leader, Francois Legault, who said, what we want less of in Quebec is guns. No, no, that's what you want less of in Montreal. In the rest of Quebec... Outside of Montreal, people have ATVs, they've got boats, they've got guns. That's the weekend. But not in the, not in the urban areas. At least that's not how they want it to be perceived. They talk about a consensus. 
The consensus is between the media and the political leaders, just like it is in Toronto, where CTV's reporter in Toronto asked this ridiculous question. I want you to listen to the question and then Stephen Harper's answer. Hi there. My question is two-part. It's in regards to uh, comments that were made in Saskatchewan uh, regarding gun ownership and personal safety in rural areas. Um, First of all, the Quebec Premier and others have taken issue thinking with fears that it might lead to vigilante justice. I was just wondering what your response was to that. Secondly, uh, there were some emails sent to uh, supporters uh, around the remarks on gun ownership and also partially to raise funds. And I was just wondering whether there should be fundraising around this issue. Well, look, in terms of, um, in terms of the remarks, um, I think some, some interpretations, the interpretation you just put on it is, is patently ridiculous. It is patently ridiculous. Um, you know, gun owners in Canada... Uh, are not allowed to take the law into their own hands. Uh, Nobody here is suggesting they should be able to do that. And in fact, we have had in many parts of this country widespread ownership, gun ownership for many years, including for for various reasons, including security, without people taking the law into their own hands. So that's just not the reality of the situation. Now, the PM went on to talk about differences between America and the United States, and on some parts of it he's right, on other parts I think he's wrong. I do think that there is a, a that there are castle laws in this country, and I believe his government helped pass one called the Citizens Arrest and Self Defense Act. But even in the United States, you cannot take justice into your own hands. If you kill somebody without justification, such as you are being threatened, guess what? You're going to jail. You're at least going to face a jury of your peers, like George Zimmerman did like lots of other people have. The idea that we should only ever rely on the police is a ridiculous one. What if you don't have a phone? What if something happens and you don't have a phone? You cannot call. I'm not talking about people pulling out a gun because they don't have a phone and killing somebody out in the street. I'm just saying, should I never fight back if I'm attacked in the street? I know these are are hypothetical questions in rare instances. But so is the idea of vigilante justice in this country, but that hasn't stopped the progressives and the gun grabbers from waving this around. And they're accusing Stephen Harper of trying to uh, pit Canadian against Canadian. That was Lawrence Martin in the Globe and Mail that Prime Minister Harper and his band of brigands are are taking a flamethrower to the the fabric of the nation and pitting Canadian against Canadian. No, no, the people pitting Canadian against Canadians are the ones who say, you've got to change your way of life to my way of life. Yeah, I, I am still not a gun owner. I am still not a gun owner and I still don't know how to turn my phone off. But let me just say this. I can say that you will never meet a more generous bunch of guys than going out and and introducing yourself to people at the shooting range. You will be offered a chance to fire their, their rifles or their pistols. But if you say no, they're going to respect that. They're not going to try and force you to go shooting. But the other side decides they don't want to go to the range. They're going to decide they don't want anyone to shoot, and so they're going to try and stop you from shooting or from hunting, or simply from owning a gun. 
the media and the opposition parties, as I always say, it's tough to tell them apart. They want you to believe that this is Stephen Harper ramping up rhetoric for the election campaign. No, believe me, while while I'm not going to deny there's some of that happening, the bigger part is them trying to ramp up their failing rhetoric that has been a losing issue for them for more than 20 years, and they're trying to ramp it up to scare people of the mean, evil conservatives that are about to unleash American-style gun laws. How many times are we going to hear that between now and October? Countless, I tell you. Countless. I'm Brian Lilly. This is the Brian Lilly Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Do check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Lilly, or therebel.media for videos, written content, and more. Being a bully, telling people what to wear. Who's doing that? Well, it's not Stephen Harper, despite what Thomas Mulcair says. This is part of the ongoing fight we're going to see between now and the election. It ties into the whole gun issue. And you know what else connects them? By the way, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Brian Lilly. You know what else connects them? Is this attempt, this attempt by progressives to, to shut down conservative speech. There's a video, I explain all this in a video up at uh, therebel.media. Check it out, share it online with your friends, your family, and sign up for The Rebel if you have not already. Therebel.media, not .com. Anyway, Tom Mulcair is trying to desperately to find an issue that resonates with Canadians, and he's figured that, you know, standing up for the niqab being worn at citizenship ceremonies is a winning issue for him. Justin Trudeau has as well. You'll remember he tried to compare saying show your face to sending a boatload of Jews back to Nazi Germany. Even Mulcair called him out on that. So did B'nai B'rith, uh, Canadian, uh, um, I forget the name they changed to. I, I won't attempt to uh, to mess it up. I don't have it in front of me right now. But Jewish groups, Tom Mulcair, even some media folks, including at the Red Star, have mentioned that that was not the brightest thing that Trudeau did, but he hasn't been called out enough. But now Mulcair, in his attempt to stand up for the niqab at citizenship ceremonies, is claiming that Stephen Harper is trying to to tell women what to wear. So this goes back to the whole "Eh, conservatives like to control women idea. I know that. But it's also about trying to, to say that conservative ideas and conservative speech are so radical, so beyond what Canadians are willing to accept that they shouldn't be listened to. And that's why they're going around saying it's Stephen Harper's rhetoric that's really making people worried about terrorism. It's Stephen Harper's rhetoric that all on the gun issue. And it's Stephen Harper's rhetoric on the niqab. So Mulcair is giving an interview in Toronto and he says, the only person I know who is trying to tell Muslim women how to dress is Stephen Harper. One of their arguments is, always, it must be their brothers and fathers or husbands telling them what they should be wearing. The NDP's position is that people are allowed to practice their religions. Sure. Sure, as long as you don't want to say no to a gay-straight alliance in a Catholic or a Muslim school, right, Tom? As long as you are not a 
Catholic MP and the Liberals or the NDP that wants to vote in favor of a pro-life motion. Because then your religion means squat to you, doesn't it, Tom? It's a bit selective, isn't it? It's a bit selective in saying that he's standing up for people practicing their faith when he won't let it happen within their own within his own party. At least not for Catholics. I'm sure if it were a Muslim, he might be willing to make an exception. But not for a Catholic, he won't. But don't worry, just like Justin Trudeau, I'm sure he's a a fine and faithful one. I am not questioning Tom Mulcair's faith. I made that mistake before. I'm not doing it now. But why the double standard? And then there's the issue of really who is telling anyone how to dress. Is it Stephen Harper? Is he telling people that they can't wear the niqab? Or is he just saying, show your face when you swear an oath? Let me tell you who is telling Muslim women how to dress. It is husbands, Fathers, brothers, like the family of Asuka Parvez, the 16-year-old girl from Mississauga just outside Toronto, killed for wanting to go to high school dressed like a Canadian girl. What about Bano Shadadi? The headline on the story about her murder was she threw away her burqa and was killed by her husband decided she didn't want to live completely covered under her oppressive husband, wanted to live like a Canadian woman, killed for that. What about the uh, Shafia family? Zainab Sehar Giti Shafia and Rona Mohammed Amir, the second wife of Mr. Shafia? All of them killed. And with the Shafia girls, yes, it was partly to do with how they wanted to dress, how they wanted to be like Western girls. So don't tell me, Tom Mulcair, don't try and tell Canadians that it's it's Stephen Harper and Jason Kenney or Chris Alexander trying to force Muslim women how to dress a certain way. They want to walk around in the niqab all day, have at her. But just as there are certain times within... Islam itself, where you have to show your face? There are certain times in Canadian society when you have to show your face. And I'm getting more than tired of people deciding that they'd rather stand up for throwing away Canadian values, Canadian traditions, than actually standing up for those values and traditions. Shortened podcast today. That wraps it for today. We'll be back at it tomorrow. I'm Brian Lilly. This is the Brian Lilly Podcast. Do make sure you check us out on the Facebook, facebook.com slash Brian Lilly or the rebel.media. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember, I'm on your side. Will he stop his self-promoting partisan government ads and invest instead now in a campaign that encourages parents to vaccinate their kids.